The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. is Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. Welcome into the Touchdown City Show, and this is the Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris, and I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church Studio, and joining me on the telephone is Mr. Major Harris. Mage, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing all right. I know you're uh, you're traveling home. You just spent some time down in South Carolina. How was, uh, how was your visit down there? Man, I ain't want to leave, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get on the beach. <laughs> Hey, man, going on the beach, man, looking out the ocean, man. Hey, I, I was telling guys, I said, man, I was, was going to sit up shop on the beach under a tent and just stay there, man. Yeah, it's it's nice, man. It's nice to get away and and enjoy that. But um, obviously, uh, West Virginia is off to an 0-2 start. Um, things didn't go well for them in Morgantown yesterday. I know you guys were all taking that in together. But uh, first and foremost, JT Daniels, had a, a hell of a day yesterday. He was 28 of 40, 355 yards, three touchdowns. What were your impressions of uh, JT Daniels? Well, you know, he had a solid game again. You know, he had a good – he played well enough to win yesterday, like he played well enough to win in the first game. I think that connection with him and um, four, uh, Wheaton, you know, man, that's tough. You know, that was four touchdowns in, in two games. Um, yeah, that, I was impressed. You know, I think as the season go on, I think that chemistry is going to get better and better. Yeah, I, I have to tip my hat in uh, to Bryce Ford Wheaton and even Caden, uh, Caden Prather. You know, Wheaton Ford Wheaton came back and had a hell of a day, 14 catches, 152 yards, two touchdowns. And you could see – you could think a kid that went through such a tough time with the, the big drop – I could see where maybe things maybe would have carried over, but it looked like he came out and had some. Looked like he had something to prove. Him and Prather, I thought. Well, you know, I think after having you know uh, a game in which he played well enough for us to win, and then had that one unfortunate drop, I think that that kind of um, disciplined him a little bit, so to speak, as far as concentrating on the ball all the way in. And um, you know, I thought he, I thought he played a solid game. I, I was, I was impressed that he came back and still had the confidence at a high level, you know, to go out there and perform well because sometimes a guy can go down into the into the tank, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, he, he, you know, I could just see it, and that was that, you know. And after he made that first catch, I said, okay, yeah, he's he um he's right where he should be. Because, you know, everybody dropped balls. Right. It's just how you come back from that. Absolutely. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, or on the other side of the field, uh, Jalen Daniels, a transfer into Kansas – Man, I tell you what, he was tough, man. He he only he threw the ball twenty nine times, but he threw it. He completed eighteen for two hundred nineteen yards, three touchdowns, and he rushed. Um, he also rushed for eighty six yards on twelve attempts. He he was tough to figure out, man. It was kind of old school. Um, looked like you out there, man. They were running the triple option and everything. Well, you know what? I, um, yeah, I would have to say he was a difference maker in the game. You know what I mean? As far as 
play action, running, scrambling, throwing. I mean, he did it all. And I mean, really, for us to you know still be in 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 position to win after all the all the stuff that he was doing shows shows our offense is is explosive. You know, I, you know the thing that that bothered me with that game is in overtime that um uh, roughing the passer penalty. I don't know why that that um that referee called that. You you can't call that in a situation and just give them a first down. That was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I was back and forth on it. I know that it it was it wasn't much of a push, but at the same time, man, you have to be aware and you got to know it's third down. If I don't need to touch the quarterback, I'm not touching the quarterback. And I can't believe I was actually pretty upset that they threw that flag as well. I agree with you; it was a bad call, but at the same time, you can't get near that guy. Yeah, that's true. But I just think from a, a referee standpoint. He got to understand the time and, and uh, as far as where they at in the game, you know, because that right there really, you know, you can really say to the referee, put him in position to win. You know I, what I mean? And as a ref, you don't want to be in a position to where, you know, uh, people would can say that, that, you know, I put them in a position to, you know, kick it. Because, you know, if, if, if that play, if they don't throw the flag on that play, they got to kick a 45-yard field goal, something like that in the rain. And who knows, they might miss we run two, three plays and kick a field goal to win. Right. So I just think the rough putting them in a position to win the game, I, I thought was terrible. I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, that was a tough break for the Mountaineers. And, and obviously sitting at 0-2, you know, with a heartbreaker, same type of situation in Pittsburgh the week before, and then you're in it again this week and you lose it. Uh, you're 0-2, the fans are down on the coaches, the fans are down on the team. Uh, they're facing some adversity. And I went back and checked, and I remember in, in 87, you guys started off 1-3. And three. and um, how w- when a team is sitting with one win and three losses or you know just not performing well early, what are some things that can kind of turn the tide for this team and maybe – let them you know finish with a stronger second half or even a rest of the season because I had this team at seven seven or eight wins you know and they can still get there but they gotta they gotta make some changes. Yeah, you know one of the things I think I think being that we own two, but I think we probably the best own two team in the country because really when you look at it, we really could have won both games. So I think if they take that mindset of even though you know we own two. But I mean, in the pit game, the 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 drop catch ran for a touchdown, and the referee basically putting them in a position to win. I mean, I think we the best on two team in the country. So I think um, being that you know um, the quarterback JT, you know Daniels, it's only going to be his third, or it's only two games starting. I think when you look at it from that aspect, I think we're growing as a team, and I think we can turn it around. I think we we got a a, a team coming in this week that um, we could put a lot of points up on and really get us going in the right direction. Get healthy, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would, I really enjoyed, again, JT Daniels' leadership. I know he's probably got to be a little bummed that he's sitting at 0-2. I'm sure he's probably not been in this position many times in his career. Um, but his leadership, you know, and the things that he says about – cleaning things up and doing the right things, turning this team around has been pretty impressive so far. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. You're right. I mean, to play at Georgia, you know what I mean? Um, two losses, they might have 
there's just one loss a year. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely um, um, something new to him. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I think um, we just got to respond as a team from this. Because, like I said, we could have easily been 2-0. I mean, one play here and there, and, you know, with the referee, I mean, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's been um... – it's been a tough week. Social media has been pretty tough on the of course on the players. But um, with nine eleven passing, I wanted to get some of your thoughts and memories of a former teammate that have unfortunately perished um, in the attacks that day. Uh, your your um, I guess he would have been in the same room with you, uh, your quarterback room. Uh, Chris Gray, quarterback of West Virginia, and unfortunately perished on nine eleven. Um, what what are your memories of Chris, and uh, what kind of guy was he? You know what, Chris came in. Uh, yeah, I mean, we was in the meetings every, you know, meeting room every day. He came in. He was about six four, kind of, you know, slender. He could throw the ball. He was, a, he he is a good passer. You know, and he can definitely throw with the best of them. And I guess when he came in, it was just more of a thing. You know, I I guess I was, a, I don't know if I was a junior or senior. So he was basically just, you know, waiting his turn, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was a jokester, you know. He he took everything in stride, and I'm good, good dude. And and it was crazy because I didn't hear about, you know, what happened to him, like months after it happened. You know what I mean? Somebody, uh, matter of fact, Glenn McNew mentioned it to me, and he told me like stories about how he was talking to him a couple of days before that, talked to his wife, you know, right after the event and all that. So it was like it was shocking because. You know, when you, you, you know, when, when that happened, you know, 9-11 thing, as far as the, the Twin Tires, you know, like, you don't think like, man, you might know somebody in there if you ain't from New York or, you know what I mean? Things like that. Right. So when I found out about it, you know, I was in a shock and I was like, man, they need to honor him. You know what I mean? Probably every year, give out an award to the, you know, um, most outstanding quarterback or a freshman quarterback coming out, you know, name award. Uh, award in his name because he definitely was a, a good dude and like I said here you know he was always telling jokes that's the the main thing I would I would say about him he would always be you know pulling pranks and jokes him and Glenn McNew they used to always be in a meeting room <laughs> yeah um it's obviously with the passing I know they honored him had coach Nealon and his family out on the field last year for 9-11. Uh, and, you know, as it passed this time, I was kind of looking at some pictures. He was a tall – like, he was a striking – he had almost like a chiseled face. He he kind of looked like the the guy that played uh, I- Ivan Drago in Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was thin, though. He was he was on the thin side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, of course – it's hard to believe that's been 21 years. And yeah, then, you know, you see that come up every year and, you know, obviously other people are continuing to, to pass, you know, from that day, first responders, but to think that you knew somebody, you know, not, I mean that you knew, not me, but you knew somebody in there. Um, it's gotta be kind of a wild feeling to know that in such a historical event, uh, you know, tragic, tragic event that you know, somebody. Yeah, you know, that's what's so crazy. You know, when I, you know, just like the event went down at Myrtle Beach this week, you know, we getting together with former players and stuff like that. And then, you know, for for them to bring up 9-11, boom, his, he, he the first, you know, first person come up in my mind, you know what I mean? Because it's like, man, that's crazy. Because, like I said, we used to be in the team, you know, quarterback means every day. And then for that to happen, 
And like I said, whenever somebody bring up 9-11, that's, like I said, that's a, you're the first person I think about because, like I said, you never expect, or when it went down or when it happened, you never thought, man, I, I probably would know somebody in there, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, a quarterback that was in the same, um, you know, um, room with you, you know, every day. Absolutely. Uh, let's switch gears back to football. Um, obviously, uh, and we don't want to talk about the defense because we're talking quarterbacks and quarterback and offensive play. But if you were going to grade the offense this week and JT Daniels, um, what would be your grade for, for them this week? You know, being that it was kind of raining, and, and a lot of times people don't realize when when it's raining, you know, it's, it can be a different type of game for you as a quarterback because some quarterbacks, they don't really like, you know, throwing the ball in the rain because it'd be slippery and the way they grip the ball, you know what I mean? It, it might not be the type of um, – they don't might not have the type of grip that they need to really the, 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 uh, to spin the ball, so to speak. Right. So I, I thought from a standpoint of – being that it was raining, I, I thought we played. I thought we played good enough to win. You know, every game you ain't a quarterback ain't going go twenty for twenty throwing or throw for four hundred yards. You know, just you got to make plays when you got to make plays. And and the thing to me that you know when we went for the two point conversion and got that to tie it up, you know, I think that was good enough play to me for you know to get an offense really a A. I, I would give them an A for the um, playing in the rain and needing a two-point conversion, knowing that if we scored, we, we needed that two-point conversion to tie up the game to send it in overtime. So I thought from a standpoint of, you know, coming up, coming back off the, the pit loss, because a lot of times, you know, you can really, after losing a heartbreaker like that, you can be down and not recover, you know, for a game or two. So to come back and fight strong like we did, I was impressed. And I would I would give my offense an A for the simple fact, like I said, it was raining, and um, that that two point conversion was huge. Absolutely, the offense I believe two weeks in a row has played well enough to win. Although they made on the offensive line, there's been some mistakes, you know, offsides and that type of thing. But as far as quarterback play and the receivers and the running backs, um, you know, I would have to say I'd probably, I, personally I would give them an A minus both weeks. I just thought they did enough to win putting up points on the board, so he's got to get the defense to come around. Yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, like I said, being that this was his second game, you know, he's in a new a new environment, you know, down in Georgia. Now he's up here in West Virginia. I mean, I, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many months he's been in Morgantown, but just to, you know, he's playing as well as any quarterback I've seen play at West, you know, at West Virginia in, in recent years. Absolutely. I mean, the number he's putting up. Yeah. Um, so, are you going to be in Morgantown Saturday, or are you going to hang hang at home, or where where um, where will your travels take you next? Where can people well, see you? Well, you know what I'm playing about here this week. You know what I mean. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 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 I really don't know. You know, I'm just getting home, so I'm just waiting to see what's going on as far as next week. I don't know. I might come down to Morgantown. I don't know, being that I'm, you know, 10-hour drive from, you know, Myrtle Beach, I'm just, man, you know, I'm just going to play it by ear. Yeah, you're probably going to need a couple of days to recover. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, Mage, uh, thanks for coming on, checking in with us this week for the Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris, and um, we will check back in with you next week after the Towson game. Okay, definitely. All right, thanks, Mage.
To hear more of the Touchdown City Show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. The Touchdown City Show is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.